Some podcasts spend ages rehearsing so every episode sounds polished and professional. Well, good for them. Here, we talk nonsense, offer ill-informed opinions on stuff, and just blag it every week. And we wouldn't have it any other way. This is 3Go Podcasting. Hello, here we are. It's episode 52. Slightly different start this week, but I mean, it'd be rude not to, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. I, do you know what? It took me a while to work out what it was at the start, but then I was like, oh yeah, I know. How could I not know that tune by now? So this, of course, is the Grenadier Guards Band playing outside Clarence House, where the Prince of Wales lives. Oh, really? They did this one day, then they did um, Sweet Caroline another day as well. Oh, I can't stop singing that song. I know. I tell you. Excellent. This is quite cool, actually. It's very good. So I wonder why we're playing this then. I can't possibly yeah. <laughs> think of a reason. No idea. Apparently there's a football match on Sunday. Oh, I'll tell I'm you quite what. sure what it is. I'll tell you what, hey. what a week. I mean, it was... Uh, I don't... I, I'm not good at watching uh, tense things. And, no, me neither. Um, so I missed most of the Germany game because I was, I was uh, on a train back from London. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was trying to watch it on the... Um, on the phone, um, on the one bit of track where, of course, there's no signal and I missed the goals. <laughs> And then I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not going to watch the Ukraine game. But of course, I did watch the Ukraine game. And then yeah. I, said, I'm, I don't really... If I watch the semi-final, it would go badly. So, of course, I watched the semi-final. <laughs> but I had to do the kids. I had to go and pick up um, the kids from Scouts. At oh, yeah. nine o'clock, they finish. So, like, oh no. oh, no. So, like, midway through the first half and into the second half, I'm, like, driving, listening to the radio... They're all sat at scouts watching the football. It's just the parents <laughs> outside. You can see everyone running up the road listening to phones and stuff. But it was... Uh, Excellent. Oh, God, that was tense. So you missed the goal then? You missed the second goal, didn't you? So I missed um, I missed the first two goals, yeah. So I missed the um, I missed seeing the uh, their goal and our equaliser. Oh, wow. But I heard, oh, them, okay. I heard them on the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which isn't quite amazing. the same. Not quite, yeah, yeah it's amazing. What, what a game. Um, yeah, they're playing... I mean, to be fair... You know, and I think if you listen back a few podcasts, you'll say, hear me saying, I don't think we're going to do that well this tournament. I've got a nagging feeling. But we always Maybe, say that because that's just what yeah, normally exactly. happens. Exactly. But no, they've done really, really well. And I still think they can go up another level. Not Dane Bauer's joke there, by the way. I know we normally say that when it's another level. Um, but no, um, I, I, I don't know. I've got some predictions right on this, which is quite scary. When we went one then up against Ukraine, and I can honestly, I had witnesses. I said, we're going to win this 4-1. So I wasn't far okay, off. But in yeah. Denmark, as soon as that game finished, and I knew we were playing Denmark, I said, we're going to win 2-1, but we're going to go a goal down. And yeah. I literally said it there and then. Why didn't I put any money on it? I mean, I'm not a betting man, to be fair, but I thought straight after that, Italy will beat us 2-0 in the final. But I don't know. I so I, I, I said 2-1 for the semi-finals as well. Um, yeah. So I thought, I thought that, I thought it was, I've got a feeling the final isn't going to be a brilliant game. I think they're going to potentially cancel themselves out because they're going to be, I think both sides will be yeah. looking to pass a lot. I think there'll be a goal in it. I think it'll be either one, I think either one nil or two one again. I think it could be a one nil, but I do have a feeling. I genuinely have a feeling that it could be England who just about do it with a, with a really so. underwhelming goal. Yeah. Um, yeah someone's backside. I, you know what? Yeah. And no one will care. That's the funny no, thing. Nobody, care. nobody will care. Um, but well, I have got a sneaky feeling that it might be coming home. The thing is, right, it's, I, I, I do sympathise with the Danes because I think, in actual fact, they were the better team for a long period of that game, um, especially in the first half. We looked very 
shaky. But well, okay, we might for the first 10, 15 minutes. That was it, at yeah. Pace, and then it slowed down, and then they started. But actually, and to be honest, a lot, of, a, a lot of the extra time as well, we were all over them, but you're right. Oh, yeah, in that, second, in that yeah, middle first bit. period of extra time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we looked comfortable in the second period. But then there was all these moaning afterwards about it not being a penalty. And to be fair, if that was given against me, or, you know, I would have been absolutely distraught because it wasn't really a penalty. But neither was their free kick a free kick. There so, was so much bundling going on in that thing. It, yeah, so that means it, every free, every corner's a penalty. So, so let's have a look at the stats. Know. I saw a stat somewhere. I think in the game, England committed 10 fouls, something like that. Denmark mm. was 21, 22. So okay. they were all, um, So it wasn't, I don't think it was a free kick for them to get their goal. No. The Kane penalty was a penalty. Yeah. So he should have had a penalty before he actually got the penalty. Oh yeah, when he got, yeah, yeah, he and, should have done it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, look, the penalty was soft. But yeah. two players touched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. barged in from the side. So he is going to go down. Yeah, exactly. Easy. But you know what? What do you think is going to happen if we are playing Germany or when we did? Yeah. Or if we are playing Italy or Spain or Portugal? Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, exactly. Not going to happen. Exactly. And it's not like actually, I'm not convinced it was a dive. Did he get easily? Yes. Oh no, I don't think but, he dived. But no. he yeah. he's, he he got the back of his legs tagged and he he got yeah, bundled yeah. over. Yeah, he went down easily. But actually. At that stage of a game, if you're stupid enough to try and, you know, he's been terrorising you all night. He goes at speed. You know, the guy was running at full pace for 120 minutes. He didn't slow down at all. No. I mean, how he does that, I've no idea. Um, Yeah, but, you know, yeah, it was soft. But it was no, all these things saying, oh, he died. It clearly wasn't a penalty. I don't think he died. And then these ridiculous, um, well, they're quite funny, the the memes memes on um, social media of VAR with uh, Stevie Wonder looking at the screens. (laughs) (laughs) There's of those as well. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think just uh, in order to make this a good game, because I'll I'll be honest, I think the refereeing in this tournament has been fantastic. I think it's been really They they just haven't got involved, have they? They didn't need to get involved. They haven't done it. But... Having said that, I think the ref we had for the the game the other night against Denmark, I think he was the worst I'd seen in actual fact. But didn't he do one of the other games as well? I don't know. I thought I just we'd think... had him before. Haven't we had him before? Oh, really? I don't know. I just noticed him more in this game because I think when he like booked Harry Maguire for that, I, I, that wasn't a booking. You know, if that was a booking, there was this other guy who just come on who did about four fouls and didn't even get spoken to. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? So I just hope we don't get him. And I, I think there's an Austrian referee that I know him when I see him and he seems to be the best one. So I really hope he's what's who's who's refereeing the game on Sunday because he's been the best person to do it. And I think you need a strong referee with the Italians because they start resorting, if they go 1-0 up or what have you, they can start resorting to some different tactics, shall we say. And I just don't want to see that. So, And that's my fear. I think if Italy go 1-0 up, I can see them trying to shut up shop. But I really hope we get the first goal because then I think it opens it up. And if I'll be honest, if we get the first goal, I can actually see us winning about 3-0. And I'm going to stick my neck out and say 3-0 England. Yeah. So the thing the thing about it is, I think, can England beat Italy? They absolutely can. Yeah. Um they could be anybody on their day. Um, hmm. Are they as good as Italy man for no. man? No. Have they got the same experience? No. no. But yeah. what they have got is, um, and it's interesting because on the news earlier on, there was all this sort of, you know, all the England fan zones, everyone building up to it. And they went to their guy in Italy and everyone was just going, yeah, don't really care. We've won the World Cup four times. It's just another game. <laughs> There's no excitement. We've not got flags everywhere. Yeah. So it's all about Italy have been there and done it. And you just think yeah. actually... I've got this sneaky feeling we might do it just because actually so. at the law of big numbers, it is our turn to have a go at, have a go yeah. at winning something. Yeah. Yeah. If only, if only it were that simple, right? Eh? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, it depends which Italy turns up as well. Cause like they struggled to beat Austria. 
you know, remember they actually had to go to extra time to beat Austria. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then they, if you see them against Belgium, they were fantastic and they thoroughly deserved to win that. But against Spain, they were the, they weren't the better team. Spain no, they the weren't. Team. They got, uh, yeah, penalties. So, yeah, um, it's, um, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's as clear cut as I, I don't think I, it could. Either of them could win by a goal or two. No one yeah. knows. We'll find out. But I mean, it's going to be nervy. It, it, oh, nervy. I can't. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm dreading it. I really. I know, I, well, I watched. I watched it the other night, and I must have been so tense. I didn't have a drink or anything like that. It was on. What, what night was it? It was on. Um, it was, it was a weeknight, right? Well, I'm trying to think what night it was now. Was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night, wasn't it? No, it was Wednesday night. No, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Sorry, I've lost track of where we are. So Wednesday night, and obviously knowing I've got to go to work early in the morning, so I didn't touch a drop or anything. But um, I felt like I had a hangover by the end of the game because I must have been sitting there so tense. And I even woke up the next morning with the headache. And, I, and it didn't help that I had a dream that night that we'd lost on penalties to Germany after we'd just beaten Denmark. So I woke up and it was one of those moments where it's like, Ah, it's just a dream. We are in the we are in the final. I do that thing. Where so, I, 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 I I always watch the sort of the highlights packages on the on, on the iPlayer or ITV Hub. I get nervous. I know what's going to happen. I know what the score <laughs> is, but you still get nervous. And, oh God, don't miss the penalty. Oh no, hang on, he yeah. does miss it, and then he gets on the rebound and everything. But exactly. um, yeah, it's very. It's just um, yeah, it's not. Um, it's not going to be a pleasant experience. No, but I um, think we can do it. And I think also we've got the, the element of surprise as well, right? I think we've got quite a few, I said like Monty Python there, surprise! Um, <laughs> it was, um, it's just because he can interchange, right? He, you don't quite know who he's going to start with. So Sterling, I think, is a given because he's been one of our best players this tournament. But then you talk about like Mount, you talk about Saka, you talk about Grealish, you talk about a few of those different players that he can inter- interchange if he wants to. And then knowing that and Foden, Foden's another one. I think he was fantastic in the first game, but he hasn't got a look in since, you know, he came on as a sub the other day. So again, he could start with him, you know, fresh legs and what have you. And all of them can do a job. And I think that's where we hurt them, you know, and not to sound like John Barnes, but you know how to beat them, get round the back. That's what we've done with all our goals. It's get down the sides, cross it in, Sterling nods it in or Kane heads it home. So, yeah, I think we can do it. I really do. So I was watching, um, I can't remember the analysis. I think it was Rio, was it Rio Ferdinand? I think he was doing some of the analysis on telly and he was saying, that actually for any team playing England, when you look at that bench, if you're a defender, you're worried because yeah. whoever they're bringing on, it's not like, it's not like, oh, that's easy. It's this pace. They then decide to get through the middle. They hang around. They'll be patient. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes from nothing to a hundred miles an hour. And that ball will just take the defense apart. And, yeah. you know, yeah, Italy are good. They're experienced. They've got a lot of, um, you know, a lot of international experience in the team, but actually the fact that England haven't, possibly works in their favour because they just don't care. They've got nothing. No. To, there's literally nothing the to no lose. Fear, isn't it? You look at like Saka, for example, and they've told, they've told, you know, many of people have said this in like the previews and that he, he literally doesn't care. He's not nervous or anything. And I mean, lovely to be like that. You know, I get nervous just having to speak in front of two or three people in a meeting sometimes. It's like, and this man's going out in front of 60,000 people. And what is he, 18, 19? And he doesn't yeah. care. I think that's, it's, it's just great. And I think we've done it as well because like, You've got to give Gareth Southgate a lot of credit, right? Because when the team was picked, I wrote, I raised an eyebrow because I was like, how many strikers have you picked? Hardly any. You've got, you've got um, Kane, you've got Rashford, who's again, hardly got any looking and he's, you know, he's a quality striker. And I can't remember who else we've got. You've like, got um, Calvert-Lewin, Calvert isn't it? it? Yeah, and he's and had about it, five minutes of game, hasn't he? Yeah, and that's it. So the way he's doing it, he's going with one striker and, and using all the others, like your Foden's, your Grealish's, your Mounts's, the other attacking Sterling, obviously, is the other attackers. And they, I, I think defenders just don't know because they've got so much free reign to run around and they can't necessarily pick them up. So... Yeah, I just hope they start positively because if 
I think if they start with that slow build-up that they do, then I think we're inviting ourselves into Italy's hands. I think we need to start and surprise them and just start really fast-paced and just go for it. And I don't think they'll be, they'll be able to recover from that, Italy. No, you won't. If it's 2-0 by half-time, you're laughing, aren't you? Against, I, well, think, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I support Gillingham, so I never relax until <laughs> I mean, we're 3-0 up with two minutes yeah, to go. 2-0 to England, not... not <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, the thing about Southgate is, who knows what's in the We could actually be looking at going, didn't see that coming. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of really big surprises in there. We just actually just, yeah. uh, he's not going to start with Calvert-Lewin, but do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't be surprised yeah. if I he names a team of people where you just go, yeah. oh, okay, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, I think Foden, because he's been out, he's not frozen out, but he, I think this last game was one of the group games, wasn't it? He started the second game, I think, and he hasn't started since, but I reckon he might be brought back in from the cold, to be honest, because he's had a, had a rest. Um Saka's had a go and he, he did very well, to be honest with you. A Grealish, obviously, it didn't quite work out for him the other night, but he had to sort of take him off to but, bring but, on a defender. But that's the thing, isn't it? If you're if the Italian coach, the German coach, you're sitting there actually going, I don't know what he's going to do. Because in the old days, you had the 11 England players and people on the bench yeah. who, frankly, you'd never really heard of. Or, no, you know, exactly, go yeah. back a few years where they had to fly. Was it Trevor Sinclair had to fly out to Japan or whatever it was at the last <laughs> minute? And, you know, where actually you knew that if it wasn't the 11, it was really obvious that if, if you know, yeah. if he was out, he was coming in. There's yeah. no surprise there. And, you know, I'm not even sure half the people in the England camp know who's going to be playing on no. Sunday. It's just in Southgate's no, head. And that's part of the thing, actually, where if you're, ta- you know, you're trying to work out your tactics, you're going, well, there's probably 48 combinations of the team here that I, I'm trying to yeah. plan against playing. Exactly. So that'll be, um, that'll be fun. But no, I think it's gone right for him. I think he's done it right. You know, he's had a few question marks raised against him. I thought I thought he was good when he actually, because obviously Jack Greenish came on and then got substituted, I think, half an hour later. And I'll be honest, I was a little surprised with that. I thought it was a little bit negative because I thought we're so on top of them here. And there was a couple of bits that I didn't like when, I think it was eight minutes to go in, in, in extra time and Carl Walker broke down the right-hand side. And rather than looking to cross it when like there were people unmarked in the middle, he took it into the corner flag. And I was like, I understand that with two or three minutes to go, but not with eight. Go and get that third goal and please stop giving me a headache because um, <laughs> then I'm not worrying as much. But um, yeah, he explained why Grealish came off because he said that Denmark, when they go down a goal, they always put four up front. So he wanted to bring up another defender to match them, you know, man for man in, in defence. So, you know, you've got, to, you've got to take your hat off to him. And um, yeah. I just hope it's a good game. I hope we give it our all, all and yeah. it'll be great if we uh, win it. The thing is, actually, you might not agree with some of the selections he's done, but you can't argue. I mean, considered in a final, considered one goal, yeah, have won all your games and drawn one. I mean, you can't argue yeah, yeah. with no, that. Exactly. He's, he's picked the, the team that does a job, well, isn't it? it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's like, and it's the first, uh, Sod's Law, it's the first free kick that's been scored in direct free kick that's been scored in the competition so far as well. So And it wasn't yeah, really I mean, a free kick as we've worked out. But. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, I just hope they all rise to the occasion. I hope the nerves don't get to people. I think I noticed the other night, I think Pickford, the nerves definitely got to him with his kicking and stuff. But obviously, thankfully, it wasn't like in terms of shot stopping. He didn't really have much to save other than actually picking the goal out. But um, yeah, yeah, and to be fair, you know, that was going at such a speed that even if oh, you know, yeah. he would oh, have yeah, lost his arms if he touched yeah. that, wouldn't he? I mean, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, I just think he was a bit nervy with some of his kicking when it's normally very, very good. So you just hope they're all calm and just enjoy the moment, you know? Yeah, and I think, um, but you sort of think the pressure's off now because the pressure there was, we don't look out in the semi-finals again. Yeah. Um, and the pressure yeah. this time is actually, is there any, what, what's the worst that can happen is you can finish second. The worst that can happen 
is yeah. you can do the best that anyone's done for 55 years. So actually, yeah. um, yeah. you know, there, there is no pressure really, is there? And, no. you know, no, I agree. I imagine, you know, it will probably be Sir Gareth at some point, hopefully, because I think he deserves it. Yeah. Cause actually he's accounted for, was it? Um, I think he's accounted for a third of all of our final, um, semi final and finals, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah so exactly. Mark Busby got, uh, right. Matt Busby got two, didn't he? Um, not, sorry, not Matt Busby. Um, well, Alf Ramsey got two. Alf Ramsey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Gareth's exactly. got two. And then the other one was one each for Hoddle and um, Bobby Robson, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, exactly. Can't I think you've that. also got to give a lot of credit to, is it Steve Holland? Is his, um, Yeah, he's number two, yeah. Think, you know, that you, that you can tell that they definitely play off one another in terms of like tactics and stuff like that. Because I think Gareth as, as Southgate has learned a lot since, because I think he was just a one-trick pony to start with, but I think he's now sort of been able to adjust it and change the formations and stuff like that, which is really, really important. But big question, though. Yeah. This is probably the most important question I'm going to ask. Is there a third place playoff game? No, there's not. I was thought I thought there was. I was looking at it, thinking it's not scheduled. Um, so Thank no. God, common sense prevails. But, but in I, Euros. I did see a very funny thing on Twitter just now. It just said, "I just want to say good luck to Scotland in their big game later." And it just says twenty third, twenty fourth place final, Scotland versus North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And it's funny, <laughs> oh, isn't it? All these Scottish people saying and buying Italian shirts and people saying, yeah, but you've like supported four teams so far in this competition. You haven't seen a single victory. So well, exactly. well done. Exactly. And also they played Wales, didn't they, Italy? And they only beat them 1-0. But I know it was like a weakened Italy team because they'd already qualified. But again, they didn't. I think Wales gave them a good go, right? And, and sort of nearly took them all the way. So I don't know. You never know. Right, let's just hope it's a good game, good game, good game, and uh, yeah, we enjoy it. Come yeah, on, England! It'll be good. Yeah, it's coming home. Um, one of the hearing mo- about holiday, a bank holiday on Monday. Well, I don't. I, I think someone just said, "Are oh, you going to go a bank holiday if they win?" He's, he didn't say anything really. Um, yeah. I don't think you can organise them quite that quickly. I, I don't think well, you can just, say, like, you can just tell everyone to have Monday off. I don't <laughs> think that's how it works somehow. Exactly. All these managers at work, they're like, um, here at 10 o'clock at night, oh, by the way, no one's coming in tomorrow. <laughs> it's, a bank, uh, it's, a, it's a bank holiday tomorrow, chaps. So there won't be anybody exactly. in. I think it'll probably exactly. be a bit like that anyway because yeah. no one will show up. Um, but there is a, a great thing. It's a, it's a handwritten note and it just says, seems legit. And it just says, dear employer... As we believe it's coming home on Sunday, I give permission for the bearer of this note to have Monday off, signed Gareth Southgate, England manager. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, another no, it's one. It's put some smiles on our faces, right? After tough... I mean, I, I know we hear that and everyone's saying, oh, well, everyone's had a tough year in every country in the world. They have, but it's just nice. It's put a smile on a few people's faces and let's hope it continues, you know? Yeah, no, and exactly. And two other things I saw, um, which sort of sums up where people are. So one just says, yeah, sure, sex is great, but have you ever written England in the final space of a tournament wall chart before? No. <laughs> um, one of the favourite things I saw is a picture um, of Gareth Southgate with his arm around a player, yeah. consoling him. But it's he's consoling Gareth Southgate from 1996 in his grey oh, shirt, good. and it's really that's well good. done. And he just says, don't worry, mate, in about 20 years, it'll all be fine. Um, I was going to say Mr. Player. uh, Mr. Player, yeah. Um, Which brings (laughs) me to my other favourite thing so far from this tournament. Are you ready? This is one of my favourite things. Ready? (laughs) 
which has actually been really good news for Atomic Kitten, who no one's yeah, heard of for about 20 years. And they've now yeah. like re-recorded it and bunged it out as a single, I think. So they're doing well. Yeah, so, they have. You're um, right. It's, it's good news. For, the words, haven't they? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's, yeah, it's good news for the football team. It's good news for the country. And it's good news for unemployed, not heard of since the mid-90s. Um, or possibly Atomic early two thousand Atomic Kitten. So good news for Atomic Kitten getting a bit of um, getting a bit of, getting a bit of work out of it actually, which is which yeah. is always good to see. Um, so with the football, um, I finally gave in and thought, oh, I need to get myself an England shirt. I need to get myself an England shirt. Um, then I saw how much England shirts cost, so I changed my mind quite quickly. Seventy four ninety nine. Really. Yeah, if wow. you want, and there's a, you can get them personalised with a name and number for a hundred and fourteen ninety five, and then of course you realise they haven't. No one's actually got any, so you get all the way through and they think they haven't actually got any. Yeah, so all I did out, find yeah. though is I found a um, a retro shirt place. Oh yeah, so I I got myself um, a replica nineteen ninety eight england shirt oh. for 32 quid which i thought was a bargain but it's the one um with the red stripes down the side it's the white one with the red stripes and the blue on it so oh, yeah. it's really quite cool and actually i think i had the actual shirt back in the 90s i just don't know what i did with it um so oh. I, i've gone i've gone retro because i couldn't be bothered to pay 75 quid for an actual england shirt That's um, good. yeah That's it's good. good so i've got my lucky england shirt it's lucky england shirt because it arrived yesterday um, which means oh. England have never lost when I've been wearing it. <laughs> they haven't won either. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. But I can safely say England have never lost when I'm wearing my my lucky football shirt. So, well, I've um, I've got a shirt, a t-shirt that I've had for ages. It's like a, it's not a replica of the 1966 because it is a t-shirt, but it, and it's it's in the red though. It's just a plain red shirt with the England badge sewn on it and an umbro. Um, and um, yeah, I've worn that for all the games so far, apart from the Scotland game. Funnily enough. And uh, so, therefore, uh, uh, that was an old sort of Admiral uh, retro type one, which is my favourite England shirt of all time. Oh, is that one with the stripes across it? Yeah, but I, I haven't gone back to that. So it's got to be the red 1966 replica again on uh, Sunday. I actually wore it damp the other day as well because nice. uh, my other half had washed it and it hadn't dried fully when she hung it up and it was wet all down the side. But I thought, I can't take this off. I can't. So, yeah, Sunday, that's what I'm wearing. Yeah, and the thing is, though, I'm quite glad I didn't buy the England shirt because it's labelled as the England 2020 Stadium shirt, which almost guarantees there'll be an England 2022 World Cup Stadium shirt. So yeah. I'm just going to wait until the next year. By Monday. Yeah, <laughs> by Tuesday, win or lose, the next shirt will be out. Yeah. Plus, I don't like the blue shirt, though. I don't like the blue away shirt no, that I don't much. Know. I think it's all right, but it looks like a training top, doesn't it? I quite like the... You know when they're interviewed after the game? Listen, listen to us. We sound like we're doing a fashion I mean, They're wearing shirt. the red shirt as the, as, yeah. the, as the training shirt, aren't they? Yeah, with the... Um, and I like the... like the You know, the, the lining sort of... <laughs> the lining, yeah. the piping yes. around the uh, top where it's got like the badge sort of interspersed with it as well. I think it's quite nice, but... Um, yeah, sorry. That, I sounded uh, quite old there. So, yeah. I sounded like Gok Wong for a minute. <laughs> But I do think they should have the red shirt as their second shirt, though. That's just a thing. I, yes. I, and the blue yeah. one should be... As you say, it looks like they've got the training shirt on. They put the wrong kit on for, yeah. the, for the second game. Right. So, um, But I'm guessing it means we're definitely wearing our white shirts on Sunday because well, yeah, the Italians will be wearing... Well. Yeah, so that's yeah and they've good. got white shorts. We've got the, 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 the dark uh, blue shorts, haven't we? Because they, they had to wear their blue shirts and uh, dark blue shorts for their game the other day didn't they um, yeah you're right yeah they did yeah so. so we shall see but hopefully hopefully next week on the podcast um football will be home and we'll have to find a new song because actually um it'll be like the andy murray yes. winning wimbledon where we used to say um can he become the first brit to win the wimbledon in 77 years or whatever it was and now it's 
could you become the first Brit to win it since, since last since last year? Uh, doesn't really work. So I'm not quite sure. You know, have the footballs come home or no more years of hurt? Whatever it'll be, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there'll be a new version of it somehow. Exactly. And if we don't mention football once in next in the next show, you know we didn't win. Yeah, I, I, we will mention it though because okay. Ian will be here and he probably would have forgotten that uh, the game hasn't the happened yet. Yeah, exactly. So we'll probably <laughs> talk about the preview. So. Okay, we are at the midway point of uh, this week's podcast. It's the time you all been waiting for. We promise you won't feel the same as before. Yes, he's ready to tell a bad joke. It's a Jason's joke of the week. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. Oh dear. That is bad, isn't it? So I've got a I've got a joke as well, and it's um Go on. yeah. So it's um a guy um I was saying he's got two tickets for the Euro twenty twenty final, um, but unfortunately it's the same day as his wedding, so he can't go. Um, so if you want to go instead of him, it's at St Andrew's Church at three o'clock. Her name's Sarah. She'll be in the white dress. That was so predictable. <laughs> Uh, but was very quite funny. was quite funny. It was very, quite funny. Very funny. Um, uh, and the other thing is, I bought a fridge off Craig David, but it's rubbish because it only chills on Sunday. <laughs> Hang on, I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. oh, right, dear. we'll have another joke of the week next week on the podcast. If you're after serious, informed debate about the big issues of the day, then this probably isn't the podcast for you. But if you're into bad jokes and remembering how much better things were in the 80s and 90s, then stay right there. It's the podcast that literally nobody is talking about. Direct from their front rooms, dining rooms, and spare rooms. This is 3Go Podcasting with Richard, Ian, and Jay. Yeah, we haven't got Ian though because he forgot. Um, <laughs> hang on a minute, let's do this again. Hang on, let's do this. Oh, yeah, it's like this. Sweet Caroline as well. Yeah, I couldn't find I didn't. I ran out of time to find that. No, no, but you can actually sing to it. Like, oh, they've, they've played this as well. Oh, I see what you mean. enough about them or maybe a bit more hang on <laughs> it's a good song though isn't it it is a good song I still like New Order the best though still my favourite oh it's an amazing clip on the um, on YouTube of um, John Barnes on the tube going up to Wembley in a, oh, yeah. in a coach full of um, England fans and he did the rap Oh, did he, he did the rap, and everyone was joining in. It was absolutely amazing. What, before the game on Wednesday? I don't know if it was... I think it's at oh. the Euros at some point. Um, right, because okay. you can never tell when the videos were, but... Yeah. Excellent. Oh, then it finished. Um, so, yeah, it was John Barnes doing, doing the rap with a load... Yeah, it was like Ian's doing the DJing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, apart from football, what's been going on this week? Did you see this... You saw this wave, didn't you? Did you see oh, the, that's the, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It? I saw it on the local news as well. Um, yeah. I don't know where it's it just, was... Um, I think it was in uh, 
uh, I'm just having a look now. Oh, it was New Haven. It was in New Haven. New Haven. That was it. Yeah, New Haven. So, yeah, it's it's just an amazing photo of this wave, just to describe it, sort of crashing into a bay. You've got the lighthouse in the background. Um, and it just looks like the face of Neptune on the edge of the, of the of the spray. And then you've got another bit that looks like his hand is sort of coming up over the front of the harbour as well. It's just It's just amazing. And the guy is adamant that he didn't, doctor it in any way shape or form but it's hard to look at it and not be amazed by it. it's just it's just amazing it's no, absolutely it's, amazing it look, to me it looked like a cgi graphic from a film where like the mummy where that happens and yeah. suddenly it comes towards you or something but it is it's yeah. amazing it's, you can absolutely see a face outline in it but yeah definitely it's a shame definitely. though isn't I it because that stuff because so much stuff like that is now fake that actually if it is real he now has to prove that it's real Exactly. Uh, which is exactly. He has to capture the same thing again next week at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but it's, it's just because I love all that stuff. I mean, this is obviously to do with like Roman gods and stuff. But I, love, I don't know about you. I, I, if you've ever read up on like the, the Greek mythology and the Norse mythology, if you haven't, I, I just recommend it. Like, there's a there's a book out there um, by Neil Gaiman called uh, Norse. It's called Norse mythology actually, and it's just brilliant. It's just the weirdest stories. It's got stories about like Thor and Loki. Obviously, people associate now with with the Avengers, but obviously yeah. they're, they're, they're Norse gods, but the stories are weird. Like I think one of the stories is about the universe formed on the back of a turtle shell or something like that floating through space. Cool. Um, but it's just brilliant. So yeah, if, if you get a chance, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology is brilliant. And Stephen Fry's books about the Greek mythology are great as well. So, so yeah, I wonder how many, I wonder how many youngsters think that, Oh, they're taking these film characters and turning them into unbelievable stories. It's the other way around. Yeah, the other way around. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that was brilliant. I loved it. That, that really made me smile when I saw that. I was like, wow. Cause it's just, it's just the hand bit, isn't it? Do you know what though? You know what they'll, they'll spot next time. Cause it's on the ocean. It will be a, uh, a wave that looks like Jane McDonald. Cause obviously she's been doing her cruising for so long. So, you know, that'll be the next picture. Yeah. Well, if you close your eyes, it could be her in that picture. It could be. It could be anybody, she hasn't got really. a beard. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, like, no, exactly. <laughs> and the other thing you um, you saw was this story about the woman who didn't stop the builders who turned up at the wrong oh, house. That is just crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, so this, again, people are sort of, and, and you have to take it with a pinch of salt, but uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, is it fake and what have you? But yeah, these as you say, these builders turned up at this lady's house, um, obviously, I don't know how many doors down they've got it wrong, but um, they've come in, they've offloaded all the stuff, you know, all the concrete and what have you in her garden. She's sort of bemused and they've got quite far into offloading the truck. And she's like, I'm not going to tell them, you know, I actually do need my garden redoing. It looks like they're going to be doing some decking or some form of that. Um, I'm going to tell them at the end. I think to to start with, she sort of intimated that she wasn't going to, pay them she was just going to tell them you've got the wrong house but then all these people came back saying well no actually actually that's illegal uh you can't do that and, she, and now she's sort of backtracked a little bit saying oh no i will pay them but i just needed it done so yeah it's just crazy and the, pe- the thing is what about the poor people that have been sitting in their front room looking out their living room window waiting for these builders to turn up for the last four or five days <laughs> yeah. i hope they've eaten <laughs> well the other thing as well is depending how it works in some places you have to pay the builders up front for the materials Oh yeah. So it's possible yeah. the people who hadn't got their garden done have paid for the materials. Yes. So technically they, yeah. they own her garden, I guess. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. strange. And then come round, so she'll go home one day and they're sitting out there in the sun lounger, a few cocktails. Who are you? Oh, well, this is the uh, garden that should have been in my garden. Oh, it's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's an odd, I, had, I had an odd experience this week, not related to builders, but so I'm working at home still and the, the doorbell went 
So I yeah. thought, oh, it's a bit early for the postman. So I opened the door, and right, like, in my face when I opened the door was this woman, sort of middle-aged woman, and she was right, like, oh, there. <laughs> yeah, in my face. And she, yeah. and she just, without spend, she went, took a deep breath and went, oh, hi, Gary, Lizzie's locked out, and Elaine said to come out and get the key. And I was like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, what? And she goes... Oh, uh, yeah, Gary, no, um, Lizzie's locked herself out and Elaine's someone to come in and get the key. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're talking about. She goes, I said, she goes, Lizzie, I said, who's Lizzie? She goes, your mother-in-law. I said, no, no, she's not my mother-in-law. I'm pretty sure she's not my mother. Anyway, so basically, this woman was just there talking at me and I'm sort of going, I don't know what to do. Um, and I just noticed then that her car, she'd basically parked her car almost diagonally across the road into someone's drive next door. Right. Well, that's a bit odd. And as we were talking, the door opened and this lady who must have been in her 90s got out yeah, with a walking yeah. stick in both hands and started yeah. sort of very gingerly walking towards the house and thinking, oh God, there's two of them. I don't know what's going on here. Um, <laughs> and then I said, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know you. Uh, I don't know who these people are. I said, we've been here about yeah. a year, but I know that the people who lived here before were not called Gary and Elaine or whatever it was. Yeah. And she goes, well, do you know where they live? I said, well, no, I don't know who they are, so I don't know where they live. I said, they don't live opposite because I know their names and they don't live next door. And then she was trying to be subtle by going, well, if it helps. And then she put her hand up to her mouth to be quiet. And then she shouted, if it helps, Elaine's got a disability. What? Well, that A, that wasn't very subtle. And B, it doesn't really help me. I said, I know it's not the people over the road or next door, but I don't know anybody else in the road. So it could be them. And then by this time, the old woman was at the bottom of my stairs, sort of, you know, thought she might <laughs> die at any minute. Um, and she turned around and sort of went, oh, Lizzie, you've got the wrong house. Uh, and she goes, oh, have I? What? And she goes, what road did you live on? And she goes, um, she gave another road name. I said, well, that's not this road. Our road's called this. All oh, right. She goes, well, what, Lizzie, what car does Gary drive? And she looked at my car and said, well, the one like this. I was thinking, oh, God. Oh, four wheels. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, so in this rather awkward stand-up, I was just standing there looking at these two people who were looking at me, thinking, I can't slam the door in your face, yeah. but this conversation has reached about as far as it's going to go, because <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I can't help. <laughs> so sort of awkward silence. And I just said, well, I'm sure the guys next door won't mind you leaving your car there as you go up and down the road looking for <laughs> whoever yeah. it is you're looking for. Yeah. And then... And then she sort of turned around and said, oh, Lizzie, get back, get back in the car. So this old dear turned around and started wobbling back to the car. Um, the queen, was it? Oh, no, no. Oh, Lizzie. Yeah. Um, but it was just a very bizarre five minutes. And then I did the usual thing. Of, <laughs> I, I went back in the house and then stayed away from the window so they couldn't see I was still in. <laughs> um, and then just, I looked about 10 minutes later and they're gone. But it was just like this whole surreal 10 minutes. No, no, yeah. <laughs> Go out, they're probably still standing there. Yeah, probably still you there looking. Go- Exactly. You just gave me visions when you described the older lady. No, no offence that you know. Remember Julie Waters as uh, uh, Mrs. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Overall. Exactly. That it was, was it, like yeah. that with a with a um, with a with a stick in each hand, and it was sort of like, "Don't get out of the car." <laughs> um, bless, bless. And she obviously, you know. Well, yeah, can I make explain a weird event? Yeah. I can't. I can't match your story. It's nowhere near as ex- ex- exciting as that. But I was looking out the window yesterday, which was quite sunny for once, and I looked up in the sky, and I thought there was these really two. This, three distant things, and I thought they're seagulls just flying really high up. Then all of a sudden they started shining. And I was like, 
seagulls don't shine. <laughs> what the hell is that? So I sort of ran downstairs, knowing I've got a set of binoculars because I bought a set last year for the, um, you know, when the uh, space station flew over, I wanted to try and see a bit of that. Can, with, I, can I just stop you there? So you were at your house looking out the window with binoculars. I wonder with what binoculars, earth yeah. your neighbours would be thinking about. This. Yeah, well, exactly. There is that as well. Yeah. No, no she's fine. She's, she's seen me do it. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so I looked out and, and then it looked like a, like a mini parachute or something. So, and it had glided a sort of, sort of thing a bit further over so i couldn't look out the window anymore so i ran out into the garden to look up what didn't help was when i was looking up in the binoculars i sort of focused in on a jet that was going past which you couldn't hear because it was so high up and i was thinking jesus the russians are dropping something on on the uk what is going on because it really looked like a parachute then all of a sudden i sort of tweaked the blockers a little bit to the left and it was actually um you know these helium balloons like letters like oh, yeah, as, yeah. as if someone has let a letter go and i think i saw a d and an n so i'm presuming it's someone named dan because there was three of them i couldn't catch the third yeah. one then they've obviously taken or, the or, or don or don yeah it could be don or nod i don't know but um <laughs> it was or nad oh <laughs> that would be unfortunate but um they, they were just drifting and they must have been about two three four thousand feet up in the air i was like what the hell is going on but for just five seconds my mind saw that plane and I thought, oh my god, they're dropping some the chemical par- weapon. The, par- the parachutists are coming out of that film, yeah, Red, exactly. Red Dawn or whatever it was called. <laughs> exactly. So that was my excitement for the day. Do you know, uh, about helium balloons, I was in, in Margate, where we live, um, on the seafront of the day. And it was really, really windy. I mean, properly windy. Oh, yeah. And all the people had come down, obviously, for a Hendu or a Stagdu. And their big thing was to get these balloons, obviously spelt something. But yeah. what he did is he just opened the bag and they literally all just blew away. So you couldn't even <laughs> see them. They were literally there for about two seconds. You know, normally they sort of float up gently and they're sort of hanging around and they go off. And this, the wind was so strong, he just let out the bag and they literally disappeared. You couldn't even see them after about two seconds. Of a, that's probably cost you about 100 quid in balloons. And you didn't even um, get a picture because they just got blown away by the gale force winds, which is ideal. And five minutes later, you hear this propellered aeroplane going, <laughs> <laughs> nose dives into the river, into the sea. But yeah, well, how um, long they stay up? Because helium balloons, obviously, some of them must still be going. It must be, it must must be, be over China yeah. by now. It's, it's ridiculous. And they're thinking, like, oh god, the Brits are dropping something on us. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to try and shoot them down. It's going to be World War Three based on three helium balloons. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I thought it was UFOs to start with. To be honest with you, I thought no, it can't be. And typical, I was here on my own, so I was like, oh my god. And then it worried me a little bit that if my other half came home while I was out in the garden with my binoculars, <laughs> she might be thinking, oh, you've been up to that again, have you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another one of those letters coming from the court. Yeah. You can't, can't stop that. Yeah. Um, exactly. So I don't know about you, but because of the football, I've watched nothing else. I've watched no TV no. apart from football. I've just been watching football and the repeats of the football. And then pretty Not much either. news stories. Like, oh, do you watch? Um, so no, I, do you know, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Love Island. Really? Yeah. I know Ian has. Um, yeah, but for not, not, he watches it on pause. Not, not, not for the reasons we want to talk about. So, is that? Do you are you a Love Islander? Um, to be honest, I've, I watched a couple of series ago, which was really, really good. Actually, when you had like I think it was like Kim and that Chris Hughes and all those folks on there, they were really, really good. Um, the last series weren't that great, and to be honest, the people in it this time around are pretty annoying. Um, I, do you know what? I just I look at it and it just makes me cringe a little bit. And it's like, thank God I haven't got to go through those years again. You know. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, everyone looks a little bit better. Well, in my case, they look a lot better than they do now. Um, and um, but you just like um, 
Yeah, it's just that the fact that they feel like they've fallen in love with somebody in two weeks and they get the hump that someone else has come in and they've taken a fancy to that person. Uh, hello, you've signed up to Love Island. That's the whole reason the program's on. It's like you can't fall in love with somebody that quickly. I'm sorry. Well, you, you, so, yeah, well, you it, probably can, but you probably yeah. aren't going to do it on a TV show where there's 27 other people trying to do the same thing to win the prize. Exactly. So, you know. And like they're all, don't get me wrong, none of them are, have like been hit with the ugly stick. So like you're going to look <laughs> at every ugly, single person stick, yeah. that's, that's in there, right? So yeah, it just doesn't, it makes me laugh. It's, it's easy viewing, I suppose, but it's on for about eight weeks, which is just ridiculous. Well, I guess it's, it's easy. Get time off work. But I guess it's easy. It's easy, isn't it? Over the summer, it's just easy TV, isn't it? Because yeah, it, you just, yeah. you just, it's no effort. Because you just you know what's going to happen. You just film it, and yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I might actually have to try and watch it. I, I say I never say I don't really understand what it's about. I know there's a winner at oh, the there's end. There's nothing to understand. It's literally they chuck loads of people in, and people have to couple up. And if you're not coupled up, you get voted out. And every now and again, they chuck some new ones in to sort of turn the heads of the people that you think are really good in a couple and actually aren't because two minutes ago like that night they're like i love you i love you next minute it's like uh, i think we need to have a chat <laughs> and you're like oh you're quite fancy the new girl that's coming it, it, in it's yes? not you it's so, me again exactly yeah. exactly do you know what yeah. i might try and watch an episode this week and we can talk about it next week so um okay. so look that's pretty much it it's a slightly shorter podcast this week um mainly because we're still really worried and nervous about the football so we're going to change our out music this week You'll be surprised we're going to give one more burst to Three Lions. Um, thank you. That has been episode 52. We are back next week. If Ian can make it, who knows? He might be here. He might not. Um, have a good week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.